Hi, welcome back to the Robert Affalter Show. I'm Robert Affalter. And today I want to talk about Christian insights or insights on Christianity that, that I've had. And I was talking with a friend of mine this morning about it uh, during a messenger chat kind of thing. And what I was talking about was that we're really a spirit controlling our brain to control our body. And one of the things that that has impacted me is when I thought about the brain as a biocomputer and that it could be programmed, but we don't always control the program. And the example I give is kind of like what I've been given all along. If, if you try to focus on something and your mind wanders, then you're not in control of it. So, <laughs> so that's the example I'm using. And then if you think about that, it creates this duality. There's you controlling your programming and then there's just the programming. Okay, that's the duality. Now, if we think about that duality, if you're just allowing the programming to run and not using your spirit, in other words, you're really not in control because you're the spirit, you're just watching your programming run, um, that's different <laughs> than using your spirit and really being in control. So if you were to watch, just watch your programming go, then what if that is the thing that you have to give up? What if this is your ego? And I, I think that was kind of an idea I got out of the ego tunnel by Metzinger. Is, you know, Metzinger is really a neuroscientist. And he was saying that, you know, the body's all there is scientifically. Because we, we, as scientists, can't uh, study God is that something that we can't falsify? So the body's all there is. In fact, he said if you were to replace your body atom for atom in exactly its same location, you, you're with a replica. So you copy your body atom for atom and replace where you are in the exact position with that replica. It would do the exact same things that you would do. <laughs> That's science ethics. So that kind of gets around this idea that there's a spirit controlling your body. It just says, well, all there is is the body. All right, anyway, let's get back to this idea. Because my, my friend was saying, he quoted something from the Bible. I forgot exactly how it went, but something to the effect that we must give up uh, or surrender ourselves to God's will. And I said, okay, so now think about this in the terms of duality. What if it's the programming that you've got to give up so that you can just be your spirit? And part of what I was saying is if you look at what Jesus said, Jesus said, the father is in me. The father does the work and I am in you. Well, he couldn't have been talking about his flesh, obviously. Right? His flesh isn't in me as a follower. But what if it's right if we look at it from a spiritual standpoint? What if we look at um, the Lord's Prayer as another example? If it really starts out as our father then Jesus is telling us God is a father to us all, not just him. Well, we're talking about spirituality. So if we really think of it in terms of spirituality, it changes everything. So when Jesus says, no one comes to the father except through me, he's talking as spirit. He's not talking about his body. And I, that's the insight I have, and that's my thinking on it right now anyway, as I continue to say subject to change. But right now, that's how I see it. So if 
that's what it is, then what I've got to give up are all these things that that I'm choosing not to control. And my friend gave an example of lust and, and other things that he has to look at that and then and then he decides not to follow whatever that thinking is. I said, well, that's a great example, but that's just one example. We have all kinds of programming that happens to us from an early age and we accept certain concepts as our truth and we just allow those to run without questioning them. And if we question them, maybe we'll decide that, yeah, that's what we want to follow, but maybe we'll decide, well, <laughs> maybe that isn't quite right after all. And we'll do something different. We'll decide to change our programming. And when I looked at the brain as a biocomputer and realized that, wait a minute, we are the operators and the programmers of our mind. We can program it and we can choose which programs to run. And some programs are really helpful. Like in my in Affalter Academy, I've given you some ideas on business and marketing and negotiation, along with the mental mastery. Some of those programs are actually helpful. By knowing that stuff, you'll lead a happier, healthier, wealthier life. However, some of the things that we've been given um, aren't so helpful. Concepts about race, as an example. Or I just read something from Mayo Clinic today about, about uh, weight um, thinking. The doctors have this idea, this negative idea about weight. And when we bring that to the patient experience, it causes people who are overweight to not want to come see us anymore, if that's all we focus on. They gave an example of some woman that went to her doctor and she had a list of questions all made out and didn't get to ask him because her doctor basically wanted to talk about how she had to go to the gym and had to stop going and eating fast food. Well, I was telling my wife about that this morning. I said, you know, it reminded me of a couple that came in to see me, a husband and wife. And I asked the wife, she was the patient, prospective patient. I said, how can I help you? And she said, well, I need to lose weight. I said, so you came to me to lose weight? And she said, well, no. And I'm just having trouble moving and I'm in pain all the time. And everybody tells me I need to lose weight. And her husband said, I don't care if she loses an ounce. I just want my wife back. And I said, well, I haven't even examined you yet. I don't know if you need to lose weight or not. Now, she obviously appeared to be overweight. But my point was, as a chiropractor, what I was going to do is find out if she had a subluxation in her spine and whether I could correct that and alleviate her pain. And it turned out that happened to be the case. And she was so much better within, within a few months. She was out helping her husband set pavers in the driveway. But the point was, I didn't have this idea in my mind about weight being a problem. I can overcome that. <laughs> now, if we get stuck on something like that, then we can't be open to other ideas. And those are the things that we've got to give up so that we can be real, be authentic, be the spirit. And that's my, my thinking about Christianity. So, so part of the problem, I think, is we spend time at Christmas thinking about the birth of Jesus. And we spend time at Easter thinking about the death of Jesus. And we don't spend enough time on the in-between times. <laughs> what did he really say? What did he really tell us? What was he trying to get across? And a lot of it was 
you know, don't judge, right? <laughs> and and once I started having these, like I told my friend, the three epiphanies, I went back and looked at Genesis and realized, oh, wait a minute. It was not the the fruit from the tree of knowledge. It was the, true to, the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Good and evil didn't exist in our minds until we ate that fruit. And suddenly, Adam and Eve realized they were naked. And they covered themselves and they hid from God. Well, <laughs> apparently being naked wasn't a good thing. They saw that as being evil. And yet being naked the day before, before they ate the apple, they were able to walk with God. It wasn't evil in God's eyes. So my point is, <laughs> it's the knowledge of good and evil. It was the knowledge of how to judge things that had nothing to do with God's judgment. It was foolishness. <laughs> So think about, you know, what concepts have you got that you could think about and, and change? Maybe you've got judgments on things. What if we could give those up? Wouldn't we lead happier, healthier lives? I sure have. <laughs> and I think you'll find you will too. All right. Those are my thoughts on Christianity for today. I'm going to close it up now. And I want to thank you for watching and listening. Have a great day.